there and welcome to Unleash Your Creative Magic. It's absolutely amazing to have you here. I'm your host Helen Pfeiffer, a published writer of 17 crime novels, both traditionally and indie published. And I'm here to talk to you about the magic of writing, unleashing your creativity and how to set yourself free from being stuck inside the writer's closet. I'd like to share my journey with you from that initial idea for a book to where I am now and all the very messy stuff in between the highs, the lows, and the fuck me, this is impossible moments. I hope that somewhere along the way, this podcast might be of some use to you. You might even find some inspiration lurking in here. So grab yourself a coffee and come and join me on the writer's couch as we dive right into living your best creative life. Hello, and welcome back to episode 27. Well, guys, it's the run-up to Halloween. And October is my all-time favourite month of the year. I love the warmth of the colours that this month brings. Orange and russet browns and reds are everywhere, and you know what, I'm here for that. And I don't think I particularly like pumpkin spice lattes, but then again, I've never really been brave enough to try them. I'm quite fond of a pumpkin candle, just ask the lovely staff in TK Maxx. But is the coffee as strong as the scent? I kind of feel I need to get over this fear and actually try one. But I'd be devastated having to waste a decent cup of coffee if I didn't like it. So my book came out on Monday. I'm first girl to die, to be exact, which is book four in the Morgan Brooks series. And I'm quite proud of this one. You see, I keep gravitating towards all things witchy. And I have a fabulous character in this series called Etty, who lives alone in a cottage in the woods and makes all sorts of herbal teas to cure people's ailments. In fact, if you ask me, Etty is living the dream, and my dear friend Donna, who runs an amazing shop on Etsy called Green Witch Links, agrees with me. And if you like anything a little bit witchy, then you have to check out her shop, because it's full of the most amazing crystals, bath soaps, and beautiful products. I'll link it in the show notes for you. So I love Halloween, and it's great to have a book out this month. My most favourite book ever that was published on Halloween was The Good Sisters. Have I told you about this one? I probably have. The Prophet Standalone Scare the Shit Out of You Story. And if you're looking for a spooky read this month, then it's up there. So good that it scared the crap out of me when I wrote it, and I couldn't write it after dark. It's set in an abandoned convent and tells the stories of the nuns who lived there back in 1933 when it was first built. Sister Agnes offers sanctuary to a desperate woman fleeing for her life waking the next morning to discover that a terrible fate has befallen one of the sisters in a room locked from the inside. Kate Parker, divorced, alcoholic and broke, moves into the dilapidated convent, hoping for a fresh start. But when she hears strange noises at night and the crucifixes she's removed begin to appear back on the walls, she begins to suspect that she is not alone. Dum dum dum. I said I'd talk about writing, but I thought I'd talk about some of my favourite books for this time of year. There are so many, and it's really hard to choose a favourite. But I do have a top ten list that I'll share with you. Who doesn't love a good ghost story, scary story, and or anything that's creepy now that the nights are drawing in and the weather's getting colder? Is there anything better than snuggling under a blanket in a room lit by candles, sipping hot chocolate, and scaring yourself shitless? In my opinion... No, there isn't. You see, writing scary ghost stories is my absolute favourite thing to write, and I'm yearning to write one now I've reminded myself. However, I'm contracted to write crime thrillers, which my readers also love. 
So as much as I want to lose myself in a deep dark wood with paths that twist and turn leading up to an abandoned asylum that is now in ruins, the reality is I can't unless I do it in my own time because I have to fulfil my contracts. A girl has to pay the bills and buy her coffee. But it can be hard writing stories that aren't what you really enjoy. And if you are in this situation, then I truly feel your pain. I'm lucky. I do love writing Morgan Brooks because she's feisty and gets herself in all sorts of scrapes. Plus, she has the coolest aunt in the Lake District. So they're not that difficult to write. But it can be a bit of a dilemma when your heart is tugging you to go and explore that long empty asylum. And this is where you need to be disciplined. I'm still trying to figure out a way that works for me when I write my Morgan stories, yet still fit in the kind of writing that gives me great pleasure deep down in the dark depths of my soul. I've been working on my edits for a couple of hours and then reverting to my witchy book. The only thing is this week, I also need to come up with some more ideas for Morgan books to send off to Emily. So it's a little bit hectic on the writing front and my poor brain is absolutely battered. No wonder I live off caffeine to keep it working. Right, so if you're still listening, here's my list of favourite books for this month. 1. Salem's Lot by Stephen King. What's not to love about a small town full of vampires? 2. The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires is a pretty awesome book about a book club who end up having to save the entire town from vampires and this one stayed with me a long time after I'd finished it. I'd highly recommend it. Oh, and this is, that one's by Grady Hendrix, sorry. So number three, The Hollows by Mark Edwards, which we've just read for my Costa Book Club's October read, and that was fab. It's just the right mix of murder and, and eeriness set in a, a lakeside camp in the US, a bit like Camp Crystal Lake. Number four, The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson, an all-time classic haunted house story that has been remade many times into movies and a fabulous Netflix series. Number five, It by Stephen King is one of my all-time favourites, and that Pennywise is just. Number six, Hell House by Richard Matheson is another scary classic, and the audiobook of this is amazing. I highly recommend listening to it. Number seven, The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix was another fab book, where the lone surviving girls from a real-life slasher attacks are being killed again. I loved it. I'd never even heard of Final Girls until this. Number eight, Prayer by Graham Masterton is a proper spooky book set in a rundown mansion with a life-size rat man who comes back from the past. Number nine, The Black Angel by John Connolly is an absolute masterpiece. The Black Angel is more than a myth that is conscious. It dreams, it is alive, and men are not the only creatures that seek it. I've just bought the audio book of this. I read it years ago and absolutely loved it. Ten, Dracula by Bram Stoker. <laughs> Stalker, <laughs> which needs no explaining. As you can see, I am a sucker for a vampire story. I love them. <laughs> There's something so appealing about living in a castle only coming out at night and living forever without ever having to worry about how many calories since our points are in that last slab of white chocolate Rocky Road you just consumed. Have you ever written or thought about writing a spooky ghost story? I love them, so if you have, please let me know so I can read it. But what actually is horror fiction? <clears throat> well, according to the Oxford Dictionary, the word horror means an intense feeling of fear, shock or disgust, which pretty much sums it up. If you haven't ever written anything spooky, 
It's the perfect time of year to have a go. There are so many ideas you can use to write your own. A haunted house, a mansion, an abandoned hospital, a school, the list is endless. Anywhere can be haunted. You don't need a big sprawling house. There's as much of a chance as a small bedsit being haunted as a huge house. You could have a converted house full of bedsits or flats that is haunted. I did this in the haunting on West 10th Street. That one's set in a New York townhouse that's been converted into apartments. And the top floor is out of bounds because a horrific murder happened there and something evil lurks in the attic. So my top five tips for writing scary stories. Number one, I think if you're writing a chilling story, then you want to convey those feelings to your readers. Tap into your deepest fears. What scares you when you're alone at night? Sometimes it's the thought of being scared or the fear of the unknown that can be terrifying. You want to build a feeling of dread in your reader's mind before the event happens. Work the suspense, baby. You want to give your reader enough so that they know something is very wrong. But don't reveal it all at once. You have to drip feed the fear to them very slowly. This is an excerpt from The Haunting on West 10th Street. The light in the room began to dim, getting darker by the second, and Mrs. Hart began to beat faster. The air in the room was getting heavy, oppressive. A huge thump on the floor in front of Amanda made the floor shake. Missy looked around. She couldn't see anything, but she could feel hot, fetid breath on the back of her neck, and the smell of rotting flesh was overpowering as her knees began to buckle. So Missy is terrified. She knows there is something evil there, but can't see it. Is there anything scarier than knowing that there's something in the room, but not knowing what it is? In The Good Sisters <coughs> that I wrote... <laughs> Just in case I didn't mention that. There's an abandoned convent which is being renovated and Kate, a newly divorced single mum, has bought it. He shoved his shoulder against the door which was stuck, pushing it open to reveal the darkness inside. It smelt damp and fusty and it was very black. For a fleeting moment, Kate felt an overwhelming sense of despair wash over her. But no sooner had she questioned what was going on and it had gone leaving her feeling excited once more. They switched on their torches and stepped inside, sweeping the beams around the entrance hall that was now covered in a thick layer of dust. And then a little later, they were so busy looking down at the floor, making sure it was safe to walk on, that neither of them saw the faceless black hooded figure hovering at the top of the stairs watching them. Kate's torchlight caught the corner of the thick silver crucifix that hung around its neck making the light reflect a little. It disappeared back to where it had come from, back into the shadows where it had dwelled for far too long. So tip number two, give your evil monster, ghost, killer, poltergeist, whatever it is you've wrote, demon that's scaring the readers, a motive for what is driving them. It makes it more realistic if they have a reason for scaring the shit out of everyone. Michael Myers is obsessed with killing people especially the good citizens of Haddonfield. And I'm not quite sure what exactly his motive is, but I kind of think fear, revenge, and just being an all-round evil bastard seem to cover it. Pennywise, on the other hand, is a mysterious being from another realm whose sole purpose is to terrify, capture, and eat children. What a clown. Top tip number three, choose an atmospheric setting. A haunted abandoned convent, a brownstone in New York that is dilapidated where a grisly murder took place. The sewers are Derry, Maine. A small town where violence is not the norm. A rundown mansion. A hotel that's derelict. An eerie forest. 
a brand new apartment complex built on the site of an old cemetery. There is so much scope to make your settings really stand out. Add some autumnal weather, cold chills, thunderstorms, a snowstorm or a heatwave even. Extreme weather can really add to the atmospherics of any story. Number four, your characters. Make them strong, relatable, an everyday girl or guy who gets dragged into a life or death situation where the monster, boogeyman, poltergeist or serial killer, terrifying clown, mad axeman or whoever it is you choose, they need to do battle good against evil to defeat the monster and save the day. Your characters have to have a fight for survival and the sanity of your character. Number five. You want the action to take place in isolated places where your main characters are alone and terrified, where no one would believe them if they told somebody what was happening to them. They have to face life or death stakes and a battle for survival with your chosen scary bad guy or girl or whatever monster you've, you've picked. In The Good Sisters, Lilith is an evil demon who took sanctuary with the nuns and then killed them off one by one in the scariest way they could ever think of. She's a bad bitch but I kind of like her because she's only doing what she was born to do. The girl can't help that terrifying people and taking their souls is what she gets off on. So there you go. I hope this has inspired you to have a go at writing, a scary as fuck story. Mainly for my benefit because I adore them. And if you do, please, please let me know. You can email me. I'll add my email in the show notes. Um, Sorry about the technical issues. Whatever you're doing, have a fab week. Take care and get writing if you'd like to check out my credentials to see if i know what i'm talking about then head over to my amazon page and if you'd like to join a community of like-minded creatives then head over to the unleash your creative magic facebook group i'll paste the links in the show notes thank you so much for listening i honestly can't wait to speak to you in the next episode where i'll dive into the process of how i wrote my first book until next time take care